What if I told you I have finally found a dependable, trustworthy person for all of your home remodel and repair needs? Whether you need a deck built, your kitchen remodeled, the whole house repainted, or just a room repainted, new cabinets, anything. What if I also told you that person does not require a material deposit, up to a certain limit, of course? Well, that guy does exist. He's right here locally. His name is Rodney Raider with Next Level Services. They're out of Flowood, Mississippi. They service the whole Tri-County area. You can go find them. They are on the Next Door app and check out all their reviews. Again, they do interiors, exteriors, remodels, decks, kitchens, painting, and more. And the great thing is no upfront material deposit is required. Now, look, be patient with Rodney. The best always have a, always have a little wait time. And uh, also, it's a 100% satisfaction guarantee. No payment until you are 100% satisfied. You can get in touch with Rodney now at 601-622-2016. That's Rodney Rader with Next Level Services for all of your home improvement and remodel needs. All right, you've tuned in to Grow Your Note with Kelly's Green Incorporated here, uh, Central Mississippi's uh, fully vertical medical marijuana company yeah absolutely and, uh, jackson's uh is it jackson's only uh, <laughs> i'm not sure I, <laughs> you know i think it uh i think i want to say yeah, yeah <laughs> i'm uh, gonna say yes we're gonna say Although yes. i'm probably gonna be corrected if I'm, I, there's a I, I know there there are some others in the in the area i'm not sure if they're in jackson yeah so, uh, certainly in the Tri-County area, sure, sure. but, uh, I want to say, yeah, we're, we are, we are the only one in Jackson. For the sake of this conversation, <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jackson's hometown. That's right. Medical marijuana company. Absolutely. Kelly's Green, Inc. Yeah. Kelly Williams, how are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you? I'm good. It's uh, kind of shaking off the weekend. I came in yesterday and did a live show, but I just, just kind of just stay in rhythm. Yeah, I didn't want to lose a day, but yeah. I still somehow lost a day. Yeah, it, it just happens. It's like a, it's it's. I think it's like in the, it's the mindset. It's like even though you try to continue on with like a normal routine, the world isn't in a normal routine. It, it's not, there was no news over the weekend, so it's like let's find something to talk about today. Yesterday <laughs> was even worse. It's like man, two hours is a lot of time to fill. With you, nothing to talk about. When you kind of have a news reaction based show, it's right. like what are we going to talk about? But uh, we've found our way through it and yeah here we are. so yeah uh, i was telling Teresa earlier so this has been the most monday tuesday ever I, you know what that is true it is a monday tuesday you it are is. right it's only i don't even know what time it is. it's nine it's nine o'clock roughly yeah. a little after nine. and uh i don't know it feels like i've had hours of i don't know ups and downs already yeah i slept i, I didn't sleep good last night you know I, some some medical marijuana gummies would have been great there you go for, uh, for, for my lack of sleep last night. I just kind of tossed and turned after I woke up around two and never really got back to sleep. Yeah. But uh, I was interesting. That. You know, we, we see in other states, um, so insomnia is not an approved debilitating condition in Mississippi, but we see in other states where it is approved uh, that people um, are getting relief from um, for insomnia. Uh, yeah. With with medical marijuana. Yeah, the longer I take my Ambien, the less it works. Oh, the less it works. Yeah, that's I mean, interesting. I mean, um, it helps get me to sleep, but it's the staying, staying asleep, asleep part is a is a challenge. So, like, if I wake up at two, I'll reach over and take a couple of uh, uh, what are those sleeping melatonin? Take a couple of like mm-hmm. melatonin gummies yep. or something to kind of knock me back out. 
But uh, then you kind of got that. Melatonin does seem to cause a little drowsiness the next day, a little mm-hmm. hangover kind of feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, so I would like to eliminate that. Sure. And have a kind of a one-stop shop at like 9 o'clock. Right. That would get me through to about five thirty six in the morning. Right. You know. Yeah, right. a good sound That would sleep. be ideal. Yeah. That would be ideal for everybody. Yeah. Um, and we've got with us today our special guest. Uh, and actually, Slate's VZ is an attorney, and he has been with us before, and we're Super glad to welcome him back. He is a wealth of information on uh, medical marijuana in Mississippi, and um, so we're excited to have you back. I'm glad to be here on this uh, Monday, Tuesday. (laughs) I guess the good news for everybody is that it's a shorter week. Uh, We'll look up, and it'll be Friday before we That was going to be my next thing, at least on the flip side, it's a a short week. Yeah. 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 And on the insomnia thing, I suppose some people, the reason they, they don't sleep well, it could be a chronic pain issue. So There you go. A, Look at yeah. there. There may be a linked, and obviously chronic pain is a condition under the right. Medical Cannabis Act. Thank here, you, Slates. Here, so. <laughs> yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I, yes. You know, I do have that sciatic nerve issue. Oh, man, that's I'm telling you, that that is tough. That That is, I, some people, I don't know if, I, I've had it, obviously, or I wouldn't be speaking on it, but... Um, if you hadn't have, if you've never had that, that is, that is so, that's so bad. Like it, you just can't get away from it. It was bad enough. I mean, we, I was in a wreck when I was a kid. We got rendered mm-hmm. at a red light when I was like 12 years old. I've had back problems <clears throat> my entire adult life. Uh-huh. And I, I, I was prescribed. I mean, I think at one point I could go to any pain clinic and get three Norco tens, you know, mm-hmm. a day. I just don't have the, I, I was sitting in a pain clinic one day a few years back and I was filling out the list, circling all the happy and sad faces Looking around me at just a bunch of sickly looking people, a mm. bunch of people who look like addicts. And I mean, goes, anybody can look like an addict, right? That doesn't necessarily have a face, but what I deemed to be above. Right. And I said, you know what? I'm done. And that was it. That was, I wish I, I wish I'd had a, an alternative to mm-hmm. replace it with, uh, to battle the pain at that time. Man, that was a big decision. It was. It was I was proud of myself on that one, not to pat myself yeah. on the back. But Absolutely. Just, it was just kind of, it was one of what I call aha moments. My life sure. is full of aha moments. Mm-hmm. And I just looked around, I was felt like I was in a factory. And I was just, just circling these happy and right. sad faces. Right. And I'm like, this is BS. I, I'm out. I'm not Done. doing this anymore. Yeah, you know, I commend you for that. That's, that's Five, that's six awesome. years ago, something like that. That's so, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, but, awesome for you. That's a hard decision and a hard thing to do. And, and then you still have your pain. Yeah. 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 But I just, I got tired of feeling like I was pretending, being, forcing happiness. Yeah. We got, you know, well, I wasn't even there because of depression or nothing. Right. But you get, you get on this, this fake happy, this sure. opioid high. Yeah. And it's like, you don't even, you don't know what sad is anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just a weird thing. It's like one of the unspoken things about opioids is it kind of puts you in a fake good mood all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're kind right. of coming down or something like that. Sure. But just everything's a good idea, and you don't know the difference. You've been high for so long, you don't know, you don't know when you're, that, you're, that you're high anymore. Right. And that, that was always a weird thing. Yeah. It's like, man, I, I feel like I wouldn't have made that decision. Uh, had I made business had I decisions a, or something mm-hmm. like that had I... Had, had I not been taking that, yeah, you know, but it's you, you don't know the difference. Your body, because you've been doing it for so long, a couple of years of taking three or four Norcos a day, you know, Norco, for those that don't know, is like a pain, uh, opioid pain pill, like a lore set or hmm. something like that. Okay. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, and that's one of the big things. Well, I've been a proponent, even though I haven't partaken in, right. in getting uh, a medical marijuana card. <clears throat> I don't want to necessarily just start taking something else for the sake of it, but um, is I know 
how damaging opioids can be. Right. I, I just had a friend over the weekend get diagnosed with cirrhosis of the liver. Ugh. And, you know, that's a combination yeah. of taking too much ibuprofen, aspirin, the stuff, one of the key ingredients in your pain pills, right. your opioid pain pills. And, you know, just an eye opener. Sure. And, you know, that and alcohol, whatever people do to numb pain typically right. is very bad for the liver. Yeah. Yeah. You my know. stepfather passed away with cirrhosis when I was young. So, yeah, I know it's it, it's a uh, it's it's. It's tough, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's one of the benefits of the medical marijuana is, yeah. uh, you know, I don't think it's going to have those effects on the liver. That's right. And there's all kinds of, you know, we've talked about a little bit of this, um, but there's all kinds of new technology coming on every day uh, for medicinal marijuana. And um, one of the great things, you know, just a, 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 a that you can, can happen is there's so many different ways now uh, I say so many, but, you know, three or four different ways that your body can metabolize that. And there are ways that we can do, you know, I, I know there will be, a, we'll, we'll make them. And so we're other people, I'm sure, exciting uh, new products that, um, that work in your body different ways. Uh, some of those bypass perhaps your liver and, and other things. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and they take different times to take effect. And so there's going to be lots of options. We've already got some of that out there. And as the program grows, we'll have even better products, more variety, because um, not everybody's going to want the same effect. Sure. Um, and not everybody needs the same effect. And not everybody's going to want the same time. And, and not everybody's, like you, you just said, you just made a great point. You know, perhaps there's somebody who's a great candidate for medical marijuana, but, and they don't smoke. Um, but it, but they also have a liver issue that maybe that that's not a good idea um, to, for them to just pop a gummy uh, that's going to a traditional gummy that you know may take maybe there's a bypass product that's out there that's better for them. So um, super excited about the products that um, are going to be offered in our medicinal program here in Mississippi for sure. I, I am too. I, 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 that's why I've been kind of watching. Well, I would say watching from afar. I've actually been pretty involved, but. It's one of the things I've just been so interested about, learning about the new products and, you know, getting away from it just being gummies or just being flour yep. and learning about some of the different things available. And just for full transparency, because people listen to this show for a while now, uh, I did I did, I did, did have a buffer from my opioids. I used Kratom, and I've been a big supporter of that. Right, we've talked about that. Of, of that, yeah. too. And, um, you know, I recommend that for people over pain pills if you can do it. I recommend medical marijuana over pain sure, pills, sure. obviously. But, but uh, you know, if you're looking for a buffer to help ease that, that uh the, those cravings or that or those withdrawals as you transition from um pain traditional pain pills to a medical marijuana i highly recommend this is my personal opinion uh kratom is something to kind of ease those withdrawals and whatnot that your body would typically go through yeah now that worked for me i'm not saying that will work for everybody sure. but a lot of people who take kratom attribute uh them being able to get off pain pills sure to the to the kratom yeah. so just a little fyi yeah, yeah. And, and I can't quote the numbers as I sit here, but I know there have been studies over the last year or two showing that in states where there are legal cannabis programs, mm-hmm. the opioid use has dropped significantly. So right. There, Absolutely. There is a correlation there, a positive correlation, and uh, it's certainly something that could be a substitute and a natural substitute right. You know, for yeah. that. Um, and, and going to how, what you said, Kelly, about how the body reacts to different forms of the product— you know, uh, one thing I think we were maybe going to talk about was this federal research bill that Biden signed last December mm-hmm. of 22. And there just hasn't been a lot of official, you know, government research of right. cannabis and the effects on the body. And that's what this bill will aim to do. Yeah. I mean, it uh, it, it kind of breaks down two two parts. 
you can apply to the DEA or the, through the AG's office to be a researcher and then also a manufacturer of the product that will be researched. And, you know, it lays out what they're going to research. I mean, it specifically talks about uh, impacts on epilepsy, um, motor skills, right. maybe uh, adolescent Development, development yeah. just different things like that. So, you know, the hope is in the coming five, ten years, the, the research will, will be made way, way more robust than it is now. Yeah. And I think that's so important, too, because um, we, we've got all of the and, – and I think we, we do have some – you know, I can't quote one out of, out of my head. I know we've got some out of Oregon and of Colorado, um, some studies, that, but they're, they're also new. Mm-hmm. And then we've got tons of anecdotal uh, evidence. Um and so I think when we back that up with the when you we obviously know we obviously know that research takes money, um, and it takes time, uh, and it takes particular you know studies that are done you know however you what, I don't even like double blind study or what you know it's like you have to have all of these you have to meet all these requirements for a study to really be a study. Right. <laughs> so uh, so I think that in the coming years I think you're right I think we'll see. A lot of great information, a lot of great credible studies that come out um, that will back up a lot of the anecdotal things, uh, right. a lot of anecdot- uh, stories that we hear. I mean, there's no question people, um, you know, I say anecdotal. I, that sometimes that word has a negative connotation as if it's not real. I, I mean that in a very real sense. I guess it depends on who you ask and how they yeah. feel about that. But um, we know these claims are real. We know that people are finding relief. And we know that they're finding relief for their children. And so, um, and perhaps we don't know exactly how that works yet in the body. I mean, I think we do to a certain extent. We, we know that the, the, uh, the endocannabinoid system exists. Um, and that's pretty simple. Like, we, all, we know that, that uh, we have that system that was made for cannabis. Mm-hmm. And that, they, that, that it, that's how it works in the body. And I think that's the easy part. But when you dig in to talk about things like, you know, particular stomach issues or epilepsy or whatever the case may be, um, you know, chronic pain and pain receptors and, and all of that, um, I think we're going to see some great information uh, coming out of that um, over the next five to ten years for sure. Yeah, and, and you know, to, to your point about Biden signing that, uh, that's, that research bill, and that was one of the things, not to get political, but that was one of the things that I, when you have a, a, a Democrat president, that I've always associated Democrats with being more friendly to the cannabis industry mm-hmm. and whatnot over conservatives nationally anyway. So I, not being a Democrat myself, but you're saying, okay, what's, where are the positives that can come from this? And this absolutely being one of them. Right, you right. Know, I was hoping to see, you know, I would love to see the dang federalized stuff, all, all that be taken care of yeah. while, yeah. while we've got this uh, regime up there. But, you know, we'll see. Maybe a, maybe if we get closer to 24, you know, maybe it'll be a political Sure. Thing and we can get uh, get it get legalized. Yeah. You know, and yeah. lift all that stuff. All right, let's take a break real quick. All right. And we'll be right back with Grow Your No. And to Grow Your No, presented by Kelly's Green Incorporated right here in Jackson, Mississippi. I am your host, uh, or your producer, Clay Edwards. <laughs> and uh, with your host, Kelly <laughs> Williams, with uh, Kelly's Green and uh, Slay. Slates. What's your last name? Veezy. Veezy. I like two tough names to, to I, get there. If I had, <laughs> anybody with a whose name starts with a V, we would call Veezy anyway. 
You know, so for that to actually be your last name, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a great. And tell and I don't even think I mentioned it. Tell. Um, I know you were in a, we, I mentioned that you were an attorney, but tell us where you are. Yeah. So I'm with the Bradley Law Firm. Uh, we're a big regional firm, over 600 lawyers, but we've had a Jackson office since 2000. So over 20 years, we've got about 40, 36 to 40 lawyers. We've got some that are transitioning yep. towards retirement, so I never can get the number, but. Uh, full-service firm, but we, we formed a cannabis-specific group back in 2018 okay. and have been studying that as it made its way to our part of the country, interactively mm-hmm. helping folks in the hemp and cannabis industries uh, all within our footprint. And it's been yeah. an exciting time. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I didn't mean to. I kind of hijacked the first segment there. No. But, uh, didn't I'm mean ha- to. So No, I love it. I know you had some things you wanted to discuss today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. I never. I always have great big plans, and I never get to any of well, it. Well, the so. rabbit holes are so fun. I think that's uh, where the best are. conversation absolutely. comes from anyway. 100%. Yeah. Um, I think it's interesting that, too, uh, when you just said, you know, watching it, watching it, uh, you guys formed your group in 2018, sort of. Uh, watching it come across the country and yeah. uh, make its way to the southeast. Um, and I was reading an article in Normal, and uh, it's uh, now 46 states. 46 states has some form of uh, a cannabis of a cannabis program, a cannabis law. I mean, it's not all, you know, I think the, when we, when we think, when we, when I talk about it, I think in my mind medicinal or adult use, like those are the two big um categories but there are some other states out there with some sort of what i would call some wonky (laughs) yeah you know texas is one they've got a a very low thc program Mm -hmm. it is a it's it's higher than hemp the 0.3 percent i can't remember exactly what it is but it's certainly not what mississippi right right uh georgia is another example Mm -hmm. of that and then even alabama which i have a lot of partners doing a lot of work over there for for companies i think they're about to start issuing licenses right there at that point but the products that are available they are very different than here yeah no flour the edibles i believe no smokables or no flour n- n- and it's no smokables period correct. right yeah. yeah and then the edibles i think basically can't have sugar in them yeah. i'm probably dumbing that down but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's way different so i mean yeah. each but you're right yeah i mean the vast vast majority of the country has some form of a program and the adult use states are growing. I think Minnesota was. I just, just saw they just came online. I mean, the governor just signed their bill, didn't he? Yeah. Didn't he? Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. I think yeah. Last week or the week yeah. before. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, so that's exciting. So 46 states. I mean, that that's huge. Um, and so it's, it, but we still have, we still have the inconsistency between federal law and all of these states that have done something. Um, and we see that. We actually see that. So. Uh, I think one of the places that we've seen, I think we've mentioned before, is in the workplace. I mean, we see it everywhere, mm-hmm. obviously. I mean, it, it impacts criminal law. It impacts all kinds of civil law, employment law. I mean, property law. It, it impacts everything. Um, but w- one of the interesting things that um, we see is this workplace issue. So, um, you know, uh, for federal employees, I think uh, when I was just doing a little uh, little digging um, the the federal drug free workplace program, which I think is a federal law now, it prohibited federal employees from using illegal substances. Frankly, if it was a Schedule One substance, if you were a 
federal employee, then you were prohibited from using illegal substances. So, um, but now we've got 46 states with some sort of cannabis program, something, and uh, so you've got a whole, and I think, I think, I think federal employees make up a third of the workforce. Does that sound right? I'm trying to, I know it's a huge chunk of the workforce. Um, And I know that that, obviously, with whatever administration is in, that, that those numbers get, you know, smaller and larger depending on uh but that's i think i know it's a huge chunk and a, a huge chunk and i think it was a third of the workforce in the united states so, so federal employees mm-hmm. can't partake in the medical marijuana programs well according to the federal drug-free workplace program they could be prohibited from that and that's a huge now now the question then becomes is it being enforced is it being enforced right Are they testing yeah. that's right um, but just mentally, what it does to somebody getting ready to make that decision is like, do I want to play Russian roulette here? With my job. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, you know, at the break, we were kind of talking about the patient numbers in Mississippi. And I've wondered if employment is one of the potential reasons that some people are hesitant to get a card because the sure. law here is very employer friendly. And I mean, we are an at will state. So traditionally, employers could terminate employees for basically any reason that's non-discriminatory and all that, which is a different issue. But, you know, the law, the medical cannabis law specifically says that employers can make employment decisions based on card status. So that's right. That's right. I assume there are people out there who would want to go get a card that are not doing it for fear of losing their job. Sure. Right. Yeah. I think specifically the Mississippi law allows, I think my note here allows an employer to refuse to hire an applicant, so we've got that uh, first part, or to take uh, it, it also allows an employer to take an adverse employment action against an employee who has uh, used medical marijuana or tested positive in a workplace drug test. Right. So, um, and that that also brings us back to this workplace drug. So, so Kelly's Green is a drug free workplace. You know, we we are we are a drug free workplace, um, just like. Probably most other. I mean, I, I would. Be, I don't think I could come up with anybody who wasn't a drug-free workplace. <laughs> yeah, look, I, I owned nightclubs, and we didn't want people working high, you know. But I guess where where something like medical marijuana comes in is what you can test positive for something you did off the clock. That's right, and that, that and, and that's that doesn't the problem. come back to work. Like that high doesn't come back to work with you the next day. A hundred percent. High. I'm just in layman terms. Right. You know. So to me, that's where. There's a weird gray area there because if I do something off the clock and it's out of my, not out of my system, but the effects have worn off before I come back the next day. Right. Am I, am I partaking in drugs in the workplace? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say, no, you're not. Um, uh, and that's, um, so, so one of the proposed laws that would, that could fix some of this is, uh, the fairness in federal drug testing under state laws act, which is, I think HR, uh, or HB, I can't even read my writing. Sixteen eighty seven. It's a House bill, and this would bar this this proposed mm-hmm. bill. As far as I know, it is still proposed. Um, I, I did not take a quick look before we got on the air just to check the status of it, but it would bar federal agencies from discriminatory um, actions against workers solely. That's an important word. Solely because of their status as a cannabis consumer or positive drug workplace test, positive workplace drug test. So um, so that being said, there is some recognition that 
this the fact that marijuana is still a Schedule One um, and is still an illegal substance federally d- is causing some some big uh, some issues in mm-hmm. that regard. And again, when you look back at this huge number, forty six states, my gosh, I mean, like. In a third of the work, we're talking about a third of the workplace of the workforce in the United States, or, or near a third. Uh, that is a huge chunk of the population um, in in a country that we're overwhelmingly uh, the majority in support of some cannabis, whether you're whether it's adult use or medicinal or some other wonky thing like uh, Texas or has. Um, there's cl- clearly the trend is, and 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 that's not changing. Uh, we're not going backwards from that. So. Um, it's exciting to see that uh, in uh, Congress recognizes the problems for people that that's going to cause or that is causing and um, that we've got some proposed legislation that would take care of that. So let's hope let's hope something happens. Uh, Congress. Has, <laughs> well, we yeah. know they're slow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, that that is a that's a major issue. And for the reasons you noted uh, with, you know when you use it it's it's not like alcohol where if you're going the way they test for alcohol in the workplace is basically it would determine that you are intoxicated it's almost like a full right. sobriety uh, test right. you know yeah. and I, I would think maybe that you could come up with some, yeah, let me look uh, what's the definition of porn i think you know it when you see you it you know when you see it yeah like like you know when somebody's messed up in the workplace yeah. i mean I, common sense i mean I, I know that that doesn't always hold up in a court of law right but you know, like man you know when somebody's doing something that where they're a danger to themselves or others right i think they've come out with some saliva swab type tests that mm-hmm. do detect levels of thc that are supposed to Represent, represent a ti- uh, okay. intoxication or well, that, that's interesting. Interesting. psychoactive. I, I would love that. I, I will. I would love it when they do because I think it will clear. Make, it will make life easier for law enforcement as well as people who are are concerned about uh, testing positive. Um, but I think we have to take a break, yep. and uh, we'll be right back. This is Grow Your No, brought to you by Kelly's Green. Grow Your No, presented by. Kelly's Green. I'm joined here in the studio by Kelly Williams. Kelly, yeah, yours. Thank you. Um, I wanted to uh, before we. I wanted to one thing I wanted to, to hit on. I think I hit on it every show, but I think it's so important. Is now is the time. Get your card. Get your card. And oh yeah, get your card. <laughs> um, so and, I, and and somebody always asks me why now? Like why is it important now and it wasn't then? It it's always been important and it will always be important. It's not like a month from now it won't be important. It's just that um that a lot of the the barriers that were put in place initially or I, I, I say that they they weren't put in place. They I, I I suspect they were organic barriers that just developed because we have a new program. But as those things have been recognized, they have been remedied as well. So we have a very streamlined process of getting your medical marijuana card. And in fact, with one of the most recent legislative changes this past session, it, the, the physicians can now assist largely with that. So if you want to go, if you, if, you know, you can start off by going to the Department of Health's website and go ahead and open a new, register an account um, and then go to your physician, uh, or you can just go to your physician. If you feel like you have, uh, you want to go see if you qualify for certification, you can just go see your physician and, um, and they can, can walk you through it. 
They can also take the reins on, on a, a huge part of it. Um, they'll upload your certification for you. So um, all of these things are really, really, really streamlined. It. There were a lot of people, I think especially maybe some older people, and especially if you're sick. You know, if, you, if you're suffering with a debilitating condition, the last thing I want to do is try to get online and navigate a complicated portal. So um, all of those things have been uh, have been really streamlined and remedied, um, and it's a whole lot easier than it was. Also, the Department of Health has a shortened time to respond. I think it was ten days. It went to ten days, and yeah. I've heard from from the department that they're expecting, if not already, but soon, to be processing cards the day of the same business day the application or the certification hits their portal. Yeah, that's and in fact, I think some of them are actually doing it like a day or two right now. Yeah. I, I, I hate that because the, that somebody's going to hear me and be like, "Mine's not come in yet." And but so I'm not saying that that's not like a, a uh, it's not a statement from the Department of or position by them. It's just been at least my experience seeing what's going on. People are telling me, "Hey, I got my card in 24 hours or 48 hours," um, and so it's really really streamlined yep. now. Um, yeah, go but ahead I think that was a big one. I mean. It, depending on the provider, I guess, but you, a patient can go see their practitioner, get the certification, and likely leave that visit with the certification and everything else submitted to the Department of Health. So then they're just waiting on a card, and like we just said, could be 24 hours to to three days yeah. now, which was before, I think. Oh, my gosh, before some people were waiting months. 30 days, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, that, that's made a big deal. And I was going to, a little PSA here. I don't know how many people know about the program's official website. Okay. Because um, I've, I've talked to people pretty involved in the industry who are still going to the MSDH website. Um, but there is a mmcp.ms.gov website. It's the Mississippi Medical Cannabis Program website. And it has a lot of information about how to get a card and the uh FAQs. It's got a business search component where you can search different businesses based on, I mean, you can type whatever, a county, and it'll show up. But uh, updated regulations, et cetera, et cetera. And I've heard there's going to be a lot more uh, components of that website being rolled out by the department. It's the department, but it's the program's it's it's specific programs. for the it's uh the cannabis programs it's it's in other words you no longer have to as I just said you can go to DOH mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like no Kelly you don't have to go to DOH a- you and, can you, go, and let's say what is again did you say M M C P A M M C P so oh, I added an A on there Medical Cannabis Program okay M M C P dot M S dot gov holy cow I really had that wrong M M C P dot M S dot gov Awesome. And one, I mean, one thing, and I haven't checked the MSDH website today, but last time I did check, they still had outdated regulations on that site, and the new ones are on this site that we just. Oh, that's awesome. Mentioned. Okay. So that's, that's yeah, that's, one a, that's a huge just, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really important to make sure um, that people know where to go for accurate, updated information, because that was also, that's also been some of the confusion, which is to be expected with a new program. Um, is that it, it, it does feel like there's a billion places that I might could find information, but maybe I don't have one place that I know I can, and it's good, and it's updated, and it's accurate. So this is great. That the, So the state now has 
um, a dedicated website for the medical marijuana program. Correct. You no longer have to go to the Department of Health. So forget what I said about five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget everything she said. Yeah. That one little piece. Um, yes. Yeah, so mmcp.ms.gov. That's awesome. Thank you, Slate, because sure. that's uh, that's great. That's great information. It's important to have um, one a one stop shop, if you will for all the information uh, for the medical marijuana, medical marijuana program in Mississippi, for sure. Um, so, uh, so yeah, and I also wanted to, if we have a few minutes, so we talked about, um, so get your card, get your card. All right. Uh, but uh, to get back to some of, the, some of the inconsistencies and some of the problems that we see between the federal, the inconsistency between federal law and state laws with, with uh, legal programs, is once again, so we talked about workplace stuff, uh, workplace stuff. We've talked about workplace um, issues that are caused by uh, this, this, this this difference uh, in state and federal law. And, um, and we see it also in banking. Um, I know one of the things we talked about when you were on the show before was uh, how you guys could help people uh, with fundraising and, and uh, capital raises and things like that. And, um, and, and, it, and that's huge. Because you don't just go to a bank and say, hey, here's my business model, here's my pro forma, here's all my documents, now can, can I have a loan? It doesn't work like that. It's just not that easy. Um, and so there's a Safe Banking Act. Is that right? Is that is that still alive? I know what they're, they're, we've been doing that for about seven years yeah, now. Yeah, that's still <laughs> what it's called as far as I know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's passed the House six or seven times at this point, and it always stalls in the Senate. There may be more momentum this go-round. I think it was May 11th or 12th, a Senate committee met to discuss it. They heard from industry leaders, uh, different. And, and I mean, it has the backing of all these national banking associations as well. Which is so interesting so, to me that it, do, it does have the – I mean, the banking, at least it, to it, at least to the extent that I see it in the news and in, 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 the, in the articles and things like that, you just made a great point. It is it is heavily backed by the banking industry, is it not? I mean, they are screaming for some help here, right? I mean, uh, yeah. At least it appears that way. Yeah, I mean, because the ones, you know, and I'm not I'm not making a, a absolute statement, but there is some concern even with the the banks that do get in this industry because of some of the federal laws in place and what the Safe Banking Act. One of the major components is it says. It gives the blessing to financial institutions to do business with cannabis companies and says that their directors and officers will, cannot be held liable, et cetera, et cetera, and basically takes the anti-money laundering statutes out of the picture and condones that practice because right. it's an industry like any other that needs all the protections that banks can provide. Um, and a big one is lending because even the banks that are – are working in that space, and there's more and more every day. I think it's FinCEN mm-hmm. is the F-I-N-C-E-N or C-I-N is the agency that publishes statistics, and you can go back and check and see how many banks and credit unions are actually doing business with cannabis companies, and it just grows every year. But even those that are doing it, and there may be exceptions, but lending is not one of the services provided. It's just you can have a, an account with us and but then the fees are higher than right. others. And then I know the onboarding process is extremely thorough and strenuous. And anyway, uh, it, it's something that needs to change. It's 
seems like it gets close, and then there's always, I guess you could say, politics gets in the way. Right, as it always does. Yeah, it tends to do that. But. The, the political process is always impeded by politics, right? Correct. Um, so, so yeah, you, so yeah, you, you make a great point. It's not just about lending either. It's about banking. It's about, you know, where am I going to have my funds held? Um, or how am I going to do business? You, you can't operate a business without having a bank account. Correct. And I think even for some of these MSOs, these multi-state operators, their payroll is a major problem because I was at a conference in uh, New Orleans, a, a lawyer conference on cannabis law, but I was talking to a true leave, which is one of the largest. Sure groups in the country, uh, an in-house lawyer for TrueLeave, and, and she was telling me that that's been a major problem lately because they have employees in multiple states and being able to transfer funds for salaries and right. whatnot, you know, across state lines through the banking system has been problematic. Oh, sure. I, I know for us, you know, I, I uh, as I understood, you know, when we, we started this journey, um, we, we did not bank in Mississippi because we couldn't. There simply wasn't a bank that would, we couldn't, you know, even before we had a license, we couldn't find a bank that would uh, hold our, that would be a custody of our funds here. We banked in in Oklahoma, in a bank in Oklahoma, during our capital raise. And, um, and, and was, we're instructed at that time that, hey, you know, you can call yourself a medical marijuana company, but you're not a medical marijuana company until you are two things. Number one, licensed, and but even then, you're still not a medical marijuana company for banking purposes. You once you have your first transaction, those funds cannot cross state lines. So if we got our license and had our first transaction here, our first sale in Mississippi, we could not take those funds and then put them in a in in a bank account in Oklahoma. Was was how it was explained to me at the time. Now that's been several years ago. We've been in this as, as if if you know, I, I know I, I I beat a dead horse with this, but we really have been in this fight for so long and we started this journey so many years ago. But that's how it was then is how it was explained to me. Um and so uh we just had to do that until until we had a bank here that that uh till, till Mississippi caught up. Right. Um, but even again, you, you know, still the, the requirements that the business owner has to meet just because the banks have to meet them, you know, the reporting requirements yeah. are, you know, the fees, all of it is just, uh, really a lot, a lot. So, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how far it goes. I'm not holding my breath. But <laughs> Come on now. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> How many times is it? Seven years, did you say? Six, seven years? Six or seven times it's passed yeah. the house. And and there's always an attempt to add maybe non-banking related uh, that components shuts it down. that usually shuts yeah. it down. Yeah. Uh, all right. Great. we got to take a break. We'll be right back. This is Grow Your Know brought to you by Kelly's Green. Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. 
proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. And we are back. This is Grow Your Know, brought to you by Kelly's Green. Um, we have had Slate's VZ here today, and uh, I think we've had a great show with lots of information. I wanted to mention, so we mentioned the Safe Banking Act. We mentioned a couple other federal acts uh, in our discussion about the difference between uh, the, the problems that are caused by the difference between state and federal law. One thing that we didn't get to get into today, but we were definitely going to ask Slates to come back at some point and talk about 280E. If you are in the cannabis business, especially in a dispensary, but if you are in the cannabis business, period, you need to know about 280E. Um, if you don't, you need to go find out about it right now. Um, before you find out about it by surprise at tax time. Agreed? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you can Google 280E and the word cannabis, and you'll find a lot of information. And go find a professional tax consultant who works in the cannabis industry, by the way, because they're like a lot of things in this industry. You need people that understand all those nuances and are very familiar with 280E. 100%. Now, tell us very quickly, where can people find you? Uh, you can... Look on the Bradley website, bradley.com, search my name. You can find out more about our cannabis group there. We have a blog as well that tries to update the world on all things uh, cannabis law. It's buddingtrendsblog.com. Awesome. Thank you so much for being with us here today. And if you need more information, you can visit mmcp.ms.gov. Uh, and w- and uh, we'll see you next week. This is Grow Your Know.